Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to KPN TV Sports Talk. <clears throat> I'm Phil Nicastro, and today my guest once again is Nick Cooker over the Gloucester Times. Nick, two weeks in the book, yeah. in the books. Uh, why don't we start with Manchester? Sure. They opened up with a bang. They opened up, um, I guess, Northeast Metro, mm -hmm. and they had a great game on the road against them. Well, they have 34 points that night? Uh, 46 points. Oh, 46, 46 to 34. I mean, they they basically they just ran all over them. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. Uh, Eight drives, seven touchdowns. It was just a dominant offensive performance from well, now, start to finish. Now, Northeast, Northeast Metro got 34 points. It was all late in the game? No, it was, no? A, it was a close game for the most part. Um, it was, at one point, it was 28-26. Then Manchester-Essex scored the next mm -hmm. three touchdowns to, okay. to finish it. So yeah. it was a pretty good game, but they, uh, I don't think Northeast ever led. Were you there? Did yes, you cover, I you did. did. Oh, you were there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's their quarterback? Palazzolo? It's uh, Cosmo Palazzolo. Yeah. But they're, they're more of a run game this yeah. year. They run the wing tee, but uh, a little bit of a wrinkle this year. They're running out of the shotgun, so they'll, they'll throw a little spread and mix a little spread in there, yeah. too. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting, but uh, Robbie Sarmanian has just been a beast for him. Yeah, he's, he's a great player. I was going to bring him up. Yeah, he's got about 325 yards in two games, five touchdowns against Northeast. Um he had 100 yards last week. I know they lost to mm. Nantucket, but he mm. still had 100 yards rushing in yeah. that game. He's so tough to contain. <clears throat> and he can catch out of the backfield. The couple games we did last year, KPN-TV, he had two good games. Yeah. The he's, two games um, we did. Yeah, I was going to say, he might have been their best player last season. Yeah. He's back. He's been yeah. an all-league player since he was a sophomore. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, he, he, they needed him to be a workhorse this season, and he's, he's, yeah. been, a, he's been that yeah. more. So the Manchester team, they got up to a great start, but then they made the long trip down to Nantucket. Yeah, and Nantucket's and they got their lunch to them. Nantucket they was did. better than I think even what even thought. Yeah, Nantucket um, was 9-2 and two last season. That They and won they? the Mayflower League. Um, I think they got exposed a bit in the playoffs, but they're a good team. And, I mean, yeah, yeah that's such a tough drive. It's, it's so... Mm not with your routine you, know? I mean, <laughs> you got to get on a ferry like you know coach hutton was saying you know we get off a ferry bus and then we got to carry our equipment all the way over to the bus then we get to the field and there's 40 minutes to game time we, yeah. you know it was uh <clears throat> it's different but um you know they, they you, didn't, did, you didn't go to that game i did, did not go no. to that game no no way <laughs> uh not that it didn't sound like a, well actually it, it didn't end up being a good game i know but on paper it sounded like a good game but i know it looked like a pretty good game um, on paper it sounded like you know uh manchester essex just they kind of you know they shot themselves in the foot early and they couldn't recover couldn't um, recover you know, they yeah two, the yeah. opening kickoff they muffed inside the 10-yard line then three and out nantucket scored in a short field then really? the next drive they fumbled the kickoff recovered it inside their own 10 mm. same scenario three and out pentucket okay. i'm sorry pentucket nantucket, nantucket. i'm so used to pentucket yeah. covering pentucket uh nantucket scores in a short field so mm. you know 14 nothing four minutes in is uh is tough to come That's back tough from. to come back from yeah. any high school game i don't care who exactly. it is exactly and then it, well actually they did they settled down a little bit they cut it to 14 to 7 and then uh you know nantucket hit them with you know the bill belichick double score they scored with 30 seconds left in the half and then they ran back the second half kickoff. So, so they were going to have 14 more points right there. Yeah. Okay. That was the big swing. That's yeah. That's a two that touchdown swing right there. But at the end of the half, at the start of the half, mm -hmm. and that's tough to come back from. Yep. That loss to Nantucket, that could come back to haunt them. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to. They, they should beat Essex Tech on Friday. I think Essex yeah. Tech graduated everybody. That's their first home game too. Then they start the Cape Ann League schedule though. So they're going to have to win. Yeah. Two, I think they're going to have to win two out of those. Four yeah. in the Cal, um, they're going to have to beat Ipswich and Amesbury. They're going to have to think to yeah. to get in, but you never know. There's in. eleven teams in the section, so they could sneak in at three and four. Well, I got the wins. I got the the uh, you posted him yesterday in the Gloucester Times the Division Seven uh, North Division Seven. See, they playoffs. get a bit of an advantage there because Nantucket is their only game on their schedule against 
a team in their own division. So Nantucket was a Division Seven South team. Mm-hmm. Every other team they play is in Division Five or Six. So yeah, there's I, extra points to be had right. uh, every week, every for, week them for, them. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, I'm looking at the Division Seven. I see St. Mary's in there. That's, that's a big school. Yeah, St. Mary's. A, I mean, it's a big school for Division Seven. Why are they there? Uh, the, the, it's not though. It's kind of like one of those, you know, like Austin Prep, the same oh, way. Okay, yeah. They just they have great athletics. They they're do. Not, they're they're a small private school, but it seems like everyone plays sports. Good for athletes go yeah, there. Yeah, that's what they're, they're that's what the prep privates they're, are all about. They're they're St. John's Prep Junior, basically. Are they? they they're a smaller version of St. John's Prep, and you know, they're they, in Lynn too. Yeah, they yeah. they they play teams out of yeah. their own size, and they're dominant. And they got low Catholic, and that yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah, uh, well, they're two and zero. Oh. Yeah, but they don't play anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so that could be a very although I thought their baseball team was going to be fraudulent in the spring and they were not. So yeah. you never know. They could still <laughs> be good, but they don't play anybody good. And then you got East Boston, they're two and Another team that doesn't play anybody. I know. I know. The, the Boston City League has fallen a long time. I heard that, that in I, the last uh, ten years or at so. The Globe was mentioning something about uh, that, how the Boston City League the Boston City League used to have at least two or three dominant teams in it now. It's, and how uh, everyone used to look forward to Thanksgiving Day because all those teams play each other mm-hmm, on Thanksgiving yep. Day. But now the games aren't as exciting anymore no, because it's not the same and those teams get exposed every year in the playoffs. And it never used to be that way. I yeah. remember my first two years, you know, working at the Gloucester Times, I covered Manchester Essex. They they played Brighton and O'Brien in the playoffs. Well, they were in the they too. were unbelievable games. Yeah. Uh, Brighton was about as tough a division six school as I've ever seen back yeah. then. Now you go back three years ago, the first year they had this uh, four years ago now. Number seven, Manchester Essex goes into number two, Brighton. And That's right. Blew their doors That's off. That's right. Yeah, I remember that I mean, night. It was two teams on a different level, and, right, and yeah. Manchester Essex was the lowest, significantly lowest seed. Okay, so Manchester Essex, one and one on the season. Not bad shape, but if you look at the upcoming schedule. Yeah, they got the toughest schedule the probably toughest out schedule. of anyone in that division. And if they don't do well in those four KPN League games, and mm-hmm. if they don't do well against Essex Tech Friday night, uh, they get upset. Yeah, if they lose to Essex Tech on Friday night, I think think that is that could be, be tough to come back from yeah, it, it really might be it really might be because below uh, manchester and in the, in the state standings now let's face it the state standings are the ones that determine the playoffs yes. spots, not the conference standings yeah especially since they got rid of that second automatic bid which was the best thing they ever did yeah okay um so after below that we got georgetown and they play them on thanksgiving right yeah but George, that don't matter georgetown plays an independent schedule now too so they, they do? do not have the same challenges that manchester essex has they really? might play ipswich i think they still play ipswich mm-hmm. they don't play linfield and hamilton though okay. like like manchester essex will yeah well georgetown one and one didn't it below that you got greater lawrence at one and one um latin academy at one and one o'brien at one and one but then they go to brighton chelsea and mystic valley all three are 0 and 2. This year, 11 or 9, actually. No, wait a minute. You got ties here. Yeah, the tied still. Yeah, okay. It's still the second. Week, okay, so, so you still got 11 of, there. A lot of ties still. Yeah, okay. It's still early in the season. Let me tell you, uh, Manchester, they beat uh, Northeast Regional now. Yeah, and they'll get some points. Northeast um, yeah, that's may what not lose again. So they're going to get three points every other time Northeast picks up a win. That's what I was going to say. So every time you beat a team and they go on to win games, mm-hmm. you get points for that, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three points. Yeah. And every team that you lost to, you get one point for their win. So every oh, really? every Nantucket win from here on out, Manchester Essex will get one point. We'll get one point, right. Okay. Uh, and, 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 they, uh, and they beat Northeast Metro. And if they win, 
Yeah, that's three. That's that, an three. Extra three points, and extra they usually points. do. They play in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, Manchester Essex Old Conference, actually, the Commonwealth Athletic the Commonwealth, Conference, yeah. the Commonwealth Small, yeah. and they usually steamroll the teams in there. They'll play Chelsea, yeah. they'll play Mystic Valley, mm-hmm. um, and the Minuteman, I believe, is another one of the teams in that conference. They usually steamroll yeah. those yeah. teams. Where's O'Brien located? It, in Boston, so that's Greater a Boston, Boston team. team. Mystic um, Valley as well. Mystic Valley is a charter school in in Malden. Oh, they're a charter school. Yeah, really. They play in Malden. They've actually oh. made some. They've gotten a little bit better at sport. They they first burst on the scene yeah. about ten years ago, and they were just a doormat. Now they're at least competitive with everybody. So if you look at Division Seven North, I think they should be able to squeeze out a playoff spot. If they do, watch out because the nobody plays the schedule that they do. I think that's right. Because honestly, looking up and down that if you look that, at the teams, um, bracket, they gotta... I'd say St. Mary's is the only team that they would not want to see. I think they're capable of beating any other team in that bracket. Okay, because if you look at the remaining schedule, Essex Tech, Ipswich, Linfield, Hamilton, Wenham, and Amesbury, not one is in that Division Seven North. No, there uh, some. Uh, I think Linfield and Hamilton Wenham might be five, and I think the others are in six. So. Ipswich, excuse me, Manchester Essex, they get a tough regular season schedule, but if they can just get through it. Exactly. I mean, we've seen it a million times with their girls' basketball team, too. It's like they're in the same situation. You know, yeah. Manchester Essex girls' basketball gets into the tournament at 8-12, and 12, and then they're the class of the section. Not, mm. Nobody's on their level, and they mm-hmm. had the worst record. Yeah. So you um, never know. The coach from the old coach of Masco. He's coaches mm-hmm. Hamilton Wenham now. Yes, Jim Pugh. Yeah. He's in his second season. He was with yeah. Masco a lot of years. Time. Yep. Like 25 plus years mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, uh, he made it to two Super Bowls. Right, they yeah. didn't win either of them, but he, they made it to a he's, couple he's Super Bowls. He's a good coach, people say. Yeah, it's too bad because I think his best teams all came in that four-year stretch where Gloucester made four straight Super Bowls. And I think uh, yeah. Masco might have a Super Bowl or two under its belt if it weren't for Gloucester. And if I'm not years. mistaken, the first year they had the playoff system, Gloucester had to go to Masco. Was it a playoff um, game? They played them in Lowell, and they beat them thirty-nine to nothing. Yeah, yeah, they played them two years in a row. The first two years in the playoffs, and they and they uh, they waxed. Well, them I know they good. lost once. They lost at Duxbury, Gloucester did. Oh, they did in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah they beat Masco in the in the playoff game the to playoff. get to that point. Okay. They, they yeah. beat them pretty handily too. Yeah. So Essex Tech, what do you expect from them uh, Friday night? It's first home game for Manchester, um, so they should be jacked up. Yeah, not After much. After that long to, trip to Nantucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, not much. They yeah. haven't shown much this season. I think they've gotten killed the last two weeks. Salem uh, had their way with them last week. Salem is much better than they usually are, but mm. they didn't have any trouble with, yeah. with Essex Tech. And I forget who they lost to the first week, but it was another uh, game that was not very close. Mm. I think they were really good last year. I think they were sectional finalists in, what was it, Division 5 last year? They changed yeah. the names. I, I can't even keep up anymore. I know. They but, change them all the time. Yeah. yeah you, you had, it's almost like studying for a school. Yeah, exactly. I it mean, is. you got to read it all the time because you don't. Last year, Gloucester was Division 2A. Yeah. And Manchester Essex was Division 3A. Yeah. This year, it's 4 and 7. So Okay. So what's know. it just 1 through 8 now, right? It's 1 through 8. Okay, yep. good. Um, what's, what's their offensive line like, Manchester? Is it good? They're good, and they're big. Yeah, they're big. Um, you know, they have, I want to say, four out of the five guys back from last year. Two, uh, three of them are captains. Uh, Charlie McDowell, who's mm-hmm. a Rockport kid. We saw him in baseball teams, big, powerful kid at center. Uh, Andrew Hansopoulos was an all-conference guard last season. He's back. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson Rice, another guard, really good. Yep. Um, 
as well. Oh, you say that kid's a Rockport kid. Does he go to Rockport High? Yeah, Rockport High. Oh, yeah, okay. They, yep. um, they actually, they have two Rockport line. Noah Ross yeah. and Junior Noah Ross, and there's another Rockport kid. He's a starting tackle. Okay, those Rockport kids, do they have the, the uh, are they eligible to play for Gloucester if they want to? Nope. No. Manchester. It's kind of a call, kind of the similar to the hockey team. Yeah. Um, where, you know, hockey players from Manchester Essex can play on the Rockport hockey team. Okay. So it's, All it's right. The so they're not around. eligible for the play for Gloucester. Nope. I thought Gloucester had a few Rockport kids on the last um, couple of years. Well, yeah, but they went to Gloucester High. Oh, they went to Gloucester High. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. so all right. Okay, very good. So, like I said, Manchester, uh, big big game for them Friday night. They, it is. I hate to say it, but it's only the third game, but it's a must win. Yeah, it is. And, you know, honestly, I'll say it again. I don't think they should have any trouble this week. I think no. after that okay. is when things, yeah. where it's a really big stretch where mm-hmm. you have – at Ipswich, you know, yeah. at home against Linfield, at Hamilton Wenham. Hamilton Wenham might even be better than Linfield this year. And Linfield has just been well, the top the, team in the league by far over the last, you know, half decade plus. The Globe was raving about Hamilton Wenham and their new coach. And yeah. Um, you know, they throw the ball all over the yard. Do they? they their quarterback's yeah. back, their receiver's back. Their receiver was the was the Cal Baker player of the year <coughs> last year. He's back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, I think that's you, a good athletic school. People underestimate. And the, the funny thing is, they're usually not good at football, but no, they usually yeah, good at everything right. else. But this year, they're great at football. So hockey, they're good. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, everyone underestimates for years. Even when I was in high school, everyone always underestimated the Cape Ann League. Yeah, but. They're not as bad as people perceive them to be. They no, got some the, good well, teams. They, they're just a little smaller than the. It's a little small. That's all it is. I mean, it's yeah. more of a you know um, that most of their teams are in Division Five, uh-huh. whereas you know most of the NEC teams are two, three, four. Right. So you know you take Masco out of that equation, every school's basically smaller than a lot of those NEC schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so it must win for Manchester Friday night because after that, the beef of the schedule comes up. Yeah, that, that, yeah. then the tough part comes. And uh, uh, then, then there's that game. The last game, that's no, no, been it. For game them. seven yeah. against game Amesbury. Seven against Amesbury, they've lost yeah. that game the last two years, yeah. and if they won, it would have put them in the put playoffs. Them in playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So um, they might have a similar scenario. We might have to that three years in a row, season. similar scenario. But that game is at home, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. this we'll is we'll the year they get over the hump. I think this should be yeah. the year they they top Amesbury. You don't like to look we'll too. Uh, too far yeah, ahead. Yeah, I know, but you have to. You have to, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's for us to, maybe the teams won't. But the we teams, can, the teams can can't do as that. as far ahead as we want If to. you're a high school sports coach, it's one, it's yeah. the Bill Belichick one game yep. at a time. Yeah, uh-huh. and you, and still, you have to take it that way. I mean, you still see teams in all sports get sucked into it, too. I know, I know. I mean, I don't think the Manchester coach is going, hey, well, listen, guys, we better I'm win not, this week. I because won't mention any any names, but I, I feel like there were there was at least one state tournament team last year that was looking ahead to a game that it shouldn't have been looking ahead to, yeah. and it got beat by a team that... Was this football? No. No, I... I I'll leave it at that. But, the, you know, it happens in the tournament and across all sports. You, oh, yeah. You, you, know, oh, yeah. you can't help but look at those brackets. Especially so if you had a catching. game against a team maybe the year before, you lost, it was an upset, and you look forward to playing them again yeah. the following year. Oh, yeah. But then you kind of look ahead too far, yeah. and you might lose a couple games before you get there, mm-hmm. and that game might be meaningless by then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it just it, it's kind of human nature, but yeah. it, it is. That's the tough thing for high school coaches. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird with Manchester. You know, they've been like that middle – uh, the Cape Ann League, yeah, just honestly, below the NEC. In my opinion, I think they should go back into the Commonwealth for football because, yeah. you, you know, I mean, they can compete in a lot of this, especially girls' sports. They're really competitive mm-hmm. across the board. But, you know, even in the Commonwealth, when they had down seasons, they were still competitive with everyone. Like, I think this team would would run through the Commonwealth. Yeah, Last probably. year's team probably Who's in the Commonwealth now? Too. Northeast, North- Greater Lawrence, Greater Lawrence, Winnie okay. Tech, um, you well, know, all those schools. Um 
Mystic Valley, Minuteman. Okay, the, those most of those teams are in the, the division. Yeah, a seven few of them are. And a couple standings. of them are one, a yeah. one division up in Division Six. So, <laughs> you know, those are teams their size. And you know, now it's like, oh, you know, I thought Manchester Essex had a good team last year. I think they have a good team this year. But it's tough for them. Hamilton, Wenham, and Ipswich are better than they usually are. So, you know, yeah. an above average yeah. team from Hamilton, Wenham, with way more kids to choose yeah. from, is going to beat an above average Manchester Essex team. You know, pretty much every time. Yeah. So if you're Manchester right now, just get to that four-win yeah. plateau just if you can. That, pl- that should get you in. Yeah, um, uh, four definitely will. Three, they probably even have an outside shot because they're going to get some points from right. You know, from the, a win over. Right, and exactly. They, maybe even Essex Tech will win a few, and they're another mm. Commonwealth Conference team. Mm. That's a team um, that has improved over the years, Essex Tech, no question. Yeah, they've had some <laughs> great teams over the years. They've, you know, they're... They're just like all those those small schools. Mm. They're up and down, yeah. You know, big time. It's just the nature. But they'll of, have that one spotted year school. where they're really good. Yeah, you know. So last but then year. they graduate everybody, and exactly. then it's back to square that's, one again. That, that's exactly I think what yeah. happened to them from last year to this season. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But that school's come a long way. I mean, oh, I, I remember that school. It used to be Essex Aggie. It was uh, a little building. Yeah, in North Shore Tech. They <laughs> merged, Shore they Tech, merged, they merged together. Yeah. That was okay. an old rivalry for, yeah. for Manchester Essex yeah. for a while. It was North Shore Tech. Okay, so that's Manchester's situation. It's mm-hmm. going to get to that full win mark somehow. Yeah. I think they'll get there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think they will. I think too. they will. Talk. No, I think they'll beat Ipswich, too. I think too. they'll get into the playoffs. I think they'll beat. Ipswich I, is going to be the one. I think those are two evenly matched teams. So okay, we'll, so we'll I, I think see. they'll win Friday, and I think they'll win at Ipswich. Mm-hmm. I really feel that. Then Linfield, Linfield Hamilton, and Hamilton, Hamilton Wenham, those are two beauties. I don't think they're going to, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care how good they are. They're not going to win those two Another games. thing, too, is, Nick, by the time they get to Hamilton, I hate to say this, but you never know. Hamilton Wenham might have a few key injured yeah, players. they could. You just never know, mm-hmm. right? Could happen. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's the situation with Manchester. Good luck to them. Let's talk about the fishermen. Mm. What a great start that was against Revere. Yeah. They came out of the gate flying. A couple of mistakes by Revere earlier in the game really helped them. Mm, yeah, but they made them pay, and you know, that oh, game yeah. was over. And, and the good news is it sounds like you know this week Marblehead, who always stands in Gloucester's way, always. had a similar experience against Revere to Gloucester. It was 24 to nothing. Um, Gloucester was twenty nine to eight, but that touchdown from Revere came with about thirty seconds left, and no starters in the game. For yeah, the JV team. team was in the game. Yeah, yeah. it was a JV game. By yeah. then, they hit a thirty yard pass down yeah. the field, and, and I can't believe that Revere game. Gloucester actually was able to get their third string quarterback. In yeah, the game. They were, I don't remember his name right now. It was Brett Geipo. Brett, is that yeah. his name? He's about five feet tall. Yeah, yeah. This like... little short kid is in there. <laughs> I said, "Who's this kid?" I'm going, but he was the actual third string quarterback. Yep. And very rarely does a high school football team, I don't care what game it is, gets a chance to put their exactly. third stringer that's, in the game. That's all. Always, and that's it's that, always nice to see. Yeah, it's always nice to see. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did he do? He ran two plays, I think. It's funny. You never know what you're going to get out of those freshman quarterbacks. I remember a while back, we had uh, Drew Shares. Remember Drew oh, Shares? Oh, yeah. I've you know, heard the name. about 6'3", 285. He was the freshman quarterback his freshman yeah. year. So, you know, we get about a five-foot-tall kid this year, six, yeah. seven years ago, as a 6'3", 285-pounder yeah. behind <laughs> under center. That game against Vivier, the, the key play of the game was when Vivier got the ball first. They had to punt. Yeah, and the punter went down. And the to punter one took knee. one knee, and stupid me, I was looking back to see who was receiving the punt for Gloucester, mm. and they had snapped it, and I didn't see the punter go down on one knee. Yeah, and it was, was a low sh- snap. It was a low it was snap. Just kind of instinctual, yeah. and it was a good call by the refs because he, he was definitely down on one knee, and that, yeah, that kind of set the, the stage for the yeah, game. Yeah, and I was, and um, as I was broadcasting, I wasn't sure why Gloucester had the ball in such good field position. <laughs> I, I thought they called a penalty on Revere, yeah. some type of personal foul. Mm-hmm. 
But then I was told by the coach on the way home, he said, yeah, the punter yeah. was down on one knee. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of a sign of things yeah. to come. Um, yeah. you know, Gloucester went up 21 nothing at the half, and they yeah. just kind of put it into cruise control. They I did, mean, yeah. Their defense was so dominant yeah. that night, though. Uh, yeah, Revere, I know. I was just going to comment Re- on that. Revere had no place to move. Um, I, I want to say four, there was, they had four yards at the half. I want to say the starters with the starters in the game. Mm. Revere had 13 yards You take those the game. Even if you took the early mistakes out of the game by Revere, Gloucester still cremates him, I think. Yeah. Glosser was just a flat-out better team. I thought Revere, uh, it's funny. Uh, we we overrated him. I would say we did that podcast about three weeks ago. Uh, everything I said about the NEC was wrong. <laughs> everything I said about the Cape Van League was right. But everything I said about the NEC was way off. I thought Revere was going to be good. I thought they were really bad. Yeah. I thought Lynn Classical and Somerville were going to be bad. And it looks like those are the two teams that are going to be really good and really mm. tough tests. So um, that Revere, yeah, I, I wanted to comment on the defense. It was just phenomenal it was they yeah. were all over the place tony petrelli that yeah, kid is petrelli nuts. is just a spark plug i mean he just makes plays uh he's yeah. so quick there was a play when uh, the, uh, the revere quarterback he went to go fade back and throw a pass petrelli comes down the far side mm-hmm. he rolls away yeah. petrelli tracked him down yeah, tra- yeah. tracked him down he's one of the fastest kids on the team he's i know. A defensive tackle Oh, there's the other was a defensive end. Defensive tackle and they move him inside. Okay, they move him inside and out. But the way he, I remember the play, and clearly I got it in my head, the way he tracked him down, and he Mm -hmm. got him behind the line of scrimmage. (laughs) He gave him one end of the field. The quarterback rolls to the far side, and he just tracked him down. And it was an unbelievable play. But uh, Ollie Emerson, another good defensive player. Ollie Emerson, player. Was, I thought he was outstanding in that game, yeah. too. I, I thought both Number two and number five. That's what they wear, respectively. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, two low numbers. You can easily remember I, I them. I thought you know, they had all that <laughs> penetration up front early, so yeah. you know, Revere tried to hit the yeah. edges. And just Emerson, I think Harry Marshall, sophomore, was the other outside linebacker. They yeah. just took away the edge completely. Harry Marshall, linebacker, there. or was he playing D-back? He was playing linebacker. Backer. I mean, linebacker. Yeah. He's, he's a hockey player, too. Yep. Um, I didn't think he played football, but he looked he pretty good. He didn't last year. He didn't he last year? this year, now he's starting. He's a starter. Yeah. He, he looks very comfortable mm-hmm. out there. He looks like he's been playing his whole life. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that Revere game, I, like I said, if, even if you take out the Revere mistakes, I think Gloucester just yeah, steamrolls them because— they did what they were supposed to. Yeah. I, honestly, I thought they even left some points on the board if we're going to nitpick. Yeah, Offensively, yeah. I thought yeah. a couple of short drives they didn't punch in, and they mm-hmm. still won 20, that, you know, going away. You know, Mark, shut out. I wanted to comment on another player— uh, um, Matt Smith's the quarterback. Mark yeah. Smith, his brother. Yeah. He's been lipping off the field almost every play this mm. year, but he finds his way back into the game. Exactly. And then he runs for a touchdown. He did it against Revere. He came off. I thought he was done for the night the way he was limping. I did too, because yeah, I think he's got a, a tender ankle right now. He heard it a bunch of times against yeah. Beverly this week, too. He did. He did the limping. same thing against Beverly. I think this he's week. just playing through it. Yeah, he's <laughs> he looks just playing like through it. A, you know, he's, he's so versatile, and yeah. so he's probably the most explosive mm. runner. So I, I mm. kind of like the way, and we won't get into talking about the Beverly game yet, but I like the way that they're. You know, trying to get him the ball because I think a lot of times that wing back position mm. can, you know, kind of be an after, not only say an afterthought, but you know, yeah. they don't have enough plays to get the wing back involved. But now I think, you know, the wing back is their best overall athlete. And yeah. now they're, they're put, they put a few new plays into the offense to get the wing back more involved. And which, when, he, when he came limping off that game against Revere, I thought he was done. He comes back in the next series of down. They do a, a double reverse with him, and he runs for his 50-yard touchdown. Yeah, and that, 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 they've been killing teams with that reverse. Play. They're it. so persistent He's with got those good speed. Tack- yep, and, and they're so persistent healthy, with though. those off-tackle runs yeah. that, you know, yeah. teams will cheat a little bit, and they always seem to call it the right time. You know, when just when the other team starts to cheat, they'll, uh, they'll send Smith right. around the end on, the for end, on a exactly. reverse, and they'll pick up big um, yards. 
um, one player I think they're getting some unexpected offense from Dalen Locke. Mm-hmm. Who is this kid? Yeah, a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I, we saw him a lot playing baseball as a freshman. Oh, you did um, in the spring. He wasn't a full time starter, but he played a lot yeah. as a freshman. I think he got a hit against Danvers too in the in the North Final did he? game. So yeah, so he he. I think he's a name that. You know, we're seeing for the first time now, but I think we're going to be used to it in a few uh, years. He uh, came out in that Revere game. I thought he game. was great on defense last He's week, too. Great on defense, Beverly. too. Yeah, uh, that Revere game, he came out. His first, I don't know, five or six carries mm-hmm. were uh, seven or eight plus yards. Yep. But then they caught him behind the line of scrimmage a few times. Yeah, they, they started to key in on the key those. In on that's, when, that's, that's when, when Mark go, Smith comes exactly. into the game. You know, yeah. they, they stuffed Locke a few times, but it. But it was productive in the sense where it opened up mm. Smith around the edge, and yeah. he had what a thirty-five yard run and a yeah. twenty-eight yard run. So yeah. he he got his his yards because those off tackle plays were working early, and they right. had to adjust to yeah. him. And then that's the good thing about the wing T. I mean, if you adjust to try and take away one play, it just opens up another one. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. Yeah, especially at that level, the high yeah, school exactly. level. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you get the speed, the fishermen have. This is one thing I like about Gloucester team this year. They got speed. Yeah, and they and it's everywhere, Nick. It's on defense, say, too. They have it at, 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 you know, even the quarterback position. Even the quarterback no, they, position. When Matt Smith runs with the ball, he looks like a running back when he he's does, running with the he's ball. He does, because he's powerful and he's He's powerful, quick. he's big, he's strong. Mm-hmm. I wish he would throw more, but he, th- he, he uh, did complete a couple of passes yeah, I think in that he's, Revere game. Um, I think he's four for nine on the season. Four for nine. Five okay. that, for that sounds nine. about right. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. they're filling their quota. I think they averaged about... Four pass attempts a game last season, so yeah. they're about right on that. But right on the year. right on the average. Okay, now let's get to the Beverly game. Mm-hmm. I thought the defense played well again, but more penalties. They jumped off sides uh, an awful yeah, lot. Twelve penalties <laughs> for eighty-eight yards. Yeah, on the yeah night. They, that's uh, going to stop sides penalties. <laughs> in fact, I don't think Beverly would have been in the game because I think they kept a lot of drives alive for mm-hmm. Beverly on those penalties. Yeah, it, it, most of them were early in downs. They were early in downs. So it was, it was okay. Tough. I mean, all right. I, I thought they played well. Just I thought on both of those big plays that Beverly hit would just I mean tip your hat. Great individual yeah, was, efforts. Well, they um, threw that long bomb pass. Long bomb. I mean, that's as good a throw. It was a good throw. See. He hit that was the kid a great throw. On a post in stride. The I mean, it was kid. a good route to bury the quarterback. Is he a senior? Uh, Barry? He is. Yeah. yeah senior, and Ma- yeah. Uh, Clark Marshand, the receiver. Yeah. He just I mean he ran a great route and then the quarterback. He just had hit a great game. He was number twenty eight, I believe. And he had the fifty eight yard touchdown. Down right, I mean, exactly. What can you do? He stiff arms one guy, he cuts back across the field, and, and then he, he and takes then he it had all the way. Speed. That was so, a, I mean, I thought Gloucester did very well, but those two plays, I mean, you know, great players make great yeah. plays, and that, that's, that's what it. happened. Yeah, he's a great plays. player. I saw him after the game as I was leaving. I patted him on the shoulder pads. It's a great yeah. game, buddy. Yeah, he had a great game. He did, and, yeah. and he seems to be their big play guy. He, mm. they lost to Lynn English week one, and I know they hit him on two big long pass yeah. plays to get back yeah. into the game. They yeah. they fell just short, but he was he kind of sparked the comeback with a few big receptions there too. Getting back to Dalen Locke, he had a nice interception in the Beverly game. Mm-hmm. What a nice play that, that was. was! Great cover. He stepped right in front of the receiver. Yeah. He read the quarterback's eyes mm-hmm. and he stepped right in front of it. And picked it off. Yeah, and their corners have been good so far yeah, this year. They got yeah. a little test. They got tested a bit this week with Beverly too. I they thought, did. You know, him and uh, Brandon Rivera, both tall, Brandon lanky, Rivera. long corners. Right. Yeah. And they're physical so far. They've been. Yeah. They've been good. That defense. Well, I don't want to exaggerate too much, but it reminds me of the '85 Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're aggressive. They're they, aggressive. They they're fast. Tackles. Um, I just like the way that you know they'll plug up plays and they won't get over aggressive. They'll yeah. be aggressive, but not over aggressive. Over run a play that can happen. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah, and you know they'll they'll be aggressive and blow up a play, but at the same time they'll contain it. Mm. And you know that's where you see so yeah. many guys involved in tackles yeah. w- uh, with them. 
And the offensive and defensive lines, Nick, are young. Yep. Um, There's not many five, seniors on Five it. new starters on five, the offensive line. Five new starters. I want to say Petrilli, Petrilli is the only one back on the defensive line. I think right. the new starters there, yeah. too. It's kind of strange to see a number five I know, exactly. playing defensive yeah, line. Exactly. It's really, He's a backup fullback as he's well. He's a backup fullback. I, I'd give him the ball. I'd see, I what, I'd see what happens. <laughs> this kid's great. Uh, yeah, he is. Is he a I senior, mean, too? He, he's Petrilli? a senior he's now. A senior, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is. He, just, he makes plays all over the field. Yeah. He was, and... You know, at two and zero, you know, you look at the rest of their schedule: Somerville, Lynn Classical, Saugus. Uh, I'm not going to say Somerville all Lynn Classical is a guaranteed victory, but, but let's assume no, they win. neither of them. Neither are, of them are guaranteed neither, victories. Both of them no. are probably. I thought that <laughs> going into the season, yeah. uh, these the, these look like they're going to be really competitive games. Uh, competitive you know, games. Pretty similar to last week. We'll come down to the end. Come down, the, which yep. I thought was big. Another thing um, with Beverly was that I thought was huge was especially for a young, inexperienced team that Gloucester mm. was the fresher team in the fourth quarter. Beverly yeah. come in, they lost a lot to graduation, but not on the line. They had four offensive linemen back. They had three defensive linemen back, and I thought Gloucester's That's line what just I saw. wore them they out. They had some big they boys, did, and they got worn out. I was I, I was surprised to see it. Pleasantly surprised to see the way that Gloucester kind of kept at it and wore them down like, like that with a size disadvantage. The Boston Globe reports that Somerville has three players on their team. That are being recruited by Division One yeah, colleges, including their That's qu- big uh, quarterback time. and wide receiver, a quarterback and running back. Yeah, so they they have a lot of talent at the skill positions. So yeah, Gloss is going to have their hands full mm-hmm. on Friday with uh, some talented players. And Somerville is usually horrible. It's like the best Somerville team that they've had in a while. Well, it, it works in cycles just like anything else. Exactly. They come off a couple of bad years, and they, mm. they build the, that one unit. And yep, and they seem to have it this year. I know they lost to Lynn English last week, which I was Lynn English surprised. is 2-0. What about them? Yeah, uh, but they, they rolled Peabody 24-7 in week yeah. one. I've heard Peabody is— I thought Peabody was supposed to be good this year, I've, too. I've heard Peabody has some serious struggles on offense. Do they? Uh, that they just cannot score a lot of points. No. The defense has been really good, but yeah. the offense has yeah. been really bad. Well, let's just assume they beat Somerville, they beat Classical. You know they're going to beat Saugus. Yeah. You're looking at a potential two 5-0 and teams going at Marblehead, Gloucester at Marblehead. That would be on the 13th yeah. of October. We'll see if Let's put, I don't want to look too survive. far ahead again. We shouldn't do that, but we can. <laughs> Marblehead uh, having some offensive troubles in the early going. Well, they must have season. got hit by graduation they sooner did. or later, um, Nick. They, they, yeah. I mean, they had two great seasons they've had. Mm-hmm. Sooner and, or later, yeah. they're going to graduate enough kids to where the point where, hey, we don't have the talent we once had. Yeah. Uh, they. I mean, they still have some talent. Um, you know, I know they got a big six-foot-six-inch tight end. He, he torched Gloucester a bit last year. Yeah, too. Oh, yeah. And um, they have their linebacker guard back, Aiden. Gillis, who yep, is, who's okay. probably the best player in the NEC, yep. mm-hmm. you know, north and south combined. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, they're all they're a bunch of new kids. They're a bunch so, of new ones. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, you know, I think they beat they beat Triton sixteen to nine, yeah. and then Triton went on the next week, and Swamps get put forty nine on them. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's been tough to tell. Good this year. Yeah, so far they're two and zero. It's tough to tell week to week, though. I, I was saying, you know, two weeks into the season, I feel like I'm just as clueless now as I. I was in the preseason. It's just uh, I don't know who the top teams are in the NEC yet. Nick, it's a good thing you're not a game one man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Division Four North, that's the playoff uh, section. Mm. Glosses in. Uh, you got Melrose, yep. tough team always. They're two yep. and zero. You got Drake it. Yeah, Drake it's been down a lot lately. They've down a lot of the past few years. They're two and zero. 
Gloucester at number three right now. Drake still has to play Bill Ricca and Tewksbury, though. We'll see if that oh, yeah. undefeated record stays intact after they well, go through those two teams. Let's just talk about what they got for now. Yeah. 2-0. Gloucester's 2-0. Marblehead's 2-0. And Wilmington mm-hmm. is 2-0. It's a pretty good program up there, too. Yeah, they usually, they, they've been, they're another one. Wilmington and Drake, it, um, they've been in Gloucester's section, you know, the last, every year mm. since this um tournament format has come into play this is what the fifth year the fourth year the fifth year this is the fifth and um fourth i think fifth this is fifth 13 13 was the first year um so they've been on the outside looking in almost every time but now they seem to uh well they must have they must have built it to a point where they're ready to win now i I know was it wakefield who's also in the section gloucester waxed them last year in the consolation round in the consolation round right all sophomores and juniors on that team so yeah the, the the good thing is Wilmington, Burlington, um, and Wakefield are all in the same conference, and they'll all play each other before it gets. So someone's getting a couple losses out so, of those games. Okay, too. so it's all going to play itself. Yeah, out. I think I want to say Wayland might be in the in that same conference. Yeah, Wayland's as well. there too. Okay, so after after Wilmington, after the end of beaten teams, I just mentioned you get mm-hmm. the Wakefield one and one. Yeah, um, I don't know what they're like. Gloucester played them. Didn't Gloucester play them? Yeah, Yeah, they beat them. Middlesex County, okay. And then you got North Reading. Good program, I think. Yeah, North Reading's not as good as they were last season. No, okay. That seems to be the theme this year, though. All the teams, everyone's going to play by graduation. So, I I mean, they lost to Hamilton Wenham this week. Did they? Oh, yeah. Hamilton Wenham's great, don't get me wrong. If you're a Division IV team that wants Mm -hmm. to be taken seriously for a sectional title, I don't think a loss to a Division Five team. It looks that good. Is yeah, yeah. is going to do it. I okay, mean, so that's no offense to Hamilton Wenham, who might even win Division Five North, but you know, you'd expect a Melrose or a Marblehead or mm-hmm. one of those top teams in Division Four to handle them. Okay, after we get to the teams with two and zero or one and one, we get to the teams that haven't won yet. Yeah, Revere zero and two. Wayland, yeah, I was looking two. at Revere's schedule. They might not win. <laughs> I know they look terrible. In they, I was, they were they were pretty bad. I was uh, actually got, shocked at how bad they were. And then you got Boston Latin, zero and two. Uh, yeah. And then you got Burlington, zero and two. Yeah, Burlington's usually this. Uh, it's do, funny. They're they're usually good, really good. Usually really but good. The last couple of years they've been a little down as well. Mm. So right now, Gloucester and Marblehead, you got them. Um, no, Gloucester has eleven points. Yeah, Gloucester, uh, Gloucester beat Beverly this week, so that's one game against a higher division team. Marblehead okay. played two teams either in the same division. Okay, so you got you got Marblehead and and, and Wilmington tied at that for that fourth yeah, spot. Yeah, so that yeah. so that that just means they both beat a team in their own division, a lower, and those two teams that they played have the same record right now. So they're yeah, both okay. one and one, so, or both two right. and zero. Oh. Okay, so it starts to play itself out. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, if you look at the Fishermen, um, well, I think it's imperative. They get a top four seed. You gotta, you yeah, gotta, I mean, look at their record. You know, the last four years of the playoffs, 3-0 and at home, 0-3 on the road. Yeah, that's so. it. They do, they've played six total playoff games under yep. this new system, correct? Mm-hmm. And they've, they're 3-3. They're three and 3-0 three. Three three three. at home and 3-0 three and at home. 3-0 and 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 at home, and, and all of them were a 4-5 matchup. All of them were 4-5 so matchups. 3-0 at home yeah. and a 4-5 matchup, 0-3 on the road against the one seed. And so all, that's another wrinkle you have to take out of it. They also traveled to the one seed all three of those times in right, the second round. Right, against Marblehead. So, I mean, Tewksbury and Marblehead twice. Right, okay. Okay, but those two wins against Beverly were just fantastic oh, football yeah. games. Great football games. Yeah. I thought Friday night was a pretty good game. Yeah, that was a good game, too. It, it, was, it, was, game it, was, too. it was somewhat of a close game. The score, 25... Yeah, twenty-five um, fifteen is Matt, somewhat deceiving, yeah, I thought. Yeah, because, you know, if Matt Smith decides that he wants to give himself up 
you know. Oh yeah, that's right. The clock out and it's he gave himself up on a play. He kept so, he kept you know, himself he kept, inbounds. He kept going and you know got the touchdown out right. of it, which I think everybody would have done right. in that situation. But you know that was kind of a run the clock out play yeah, with, he ran, with less than a minute. He left. had some he had some room, but he went down mm-hmm. and he kept staying himself inbounds. To keep the clock running. Yeah. Actually, it was a very intelligent play to do. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, um, I thought that whole drive was impressive. I mean, six yeah. minutes left, Beverly punts Gloucester the ball, thinking it's going to get another chance. Yeah. Gloucester didn't give him another chance, nope, basically. That's it. Uh, yeah. You know, a big and then, fourth down conversion to it. That's one of the staples of a Gloucester offense when it's going good. When yeah. they get a ball, when they get the ball uh, with, with the lead, a six-point lead, maybe 12, they get the ball. Yeah, it's midway through the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and they they just hammer and hammer yep. and hammer. Don't give you another chance. Don't that's give you like, another chance. Take you know half a quarter or more off the clock. Right. And that's, that's one of the it. positive things with the wing T mm-hmm. offense. That's what it can do. Yep. Yeah. The only problem is sometimes it's tough to come back when you're playing. Anyway, that's that's the downside. It's it's the type of offense where you have to have a lead. Oh, Tied, anyways, going mm-hmm. into a fourth quarter. Yep. If you're down by more than six points going into the fourth quarter, it's tough for them. Yeah, and we've seen Marblehead do Marblehead it. Marblehead did it. Yeah, you know, Marblehead did it. play that ball control final. We'll yeah. play the ball control. Now we're going to get a two touchdown lead, mm-hmm. you know, in the second half. And mm-hmm. Gloucester has to go for it deep in their own territory twice. Yeah. And the score is more lopsided than it really is. Okay, if you look at both teams, Gloucester and Manchester, if. If Manchester goes on, wins some games, get into the playoffs, you know, Gloucester's going to get in, I think. It could be a fun time around here. Yeah, it could. Um, the two North Shore teams could do yeah. really well. And I hope. It's going to be interesting this year seeing the playoffs because And I would we'll love to see, see Gloucester finish ahead of Marblehead for once. So yeah, if they be nice. beat the playoffs, they have to come here. Yeah, that would be very nice. Yeah. Um, we'll see. That one looks like it's got the makings of a really good game. That's got the uh, makings, and I hope it's in Gloucester. Uh, no, it's in Marblehead. Oh, the, the regular, regular season, season game. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, my earlier point. They could be both teams could potentially be five and zero. Oh yeah, going into that game, mm-hmm. and with Gloucester knowing the fact that they've lost two years in a row to Marblehead in the playoffs. Yeah, and Gloucester would like nothing better, and I think they really want to go into Marblehead that and would be win. Nice. Um, yeah, and those two playoff games couldn't have been more different too. I thought last yeah. year's game, Marblehead was far better, and the score was indicated. The, yeah. The, yeah, the score was a two-touchdown game. That was a four-touchdown game. Yeah. And then the year before that, Marblehead won by four touchdowns. I thought that was a one-score game. Where Gloucester just had to kind of push the envelope late, well, and Marblehead scored well, a few times. Well, two years ago, that game, it was only 7 up in Marblehead. It was 0 at the half. Yeah, and, and you it know, was... That was a completely different kind of Marblehead team. Right. I thought that Marblehead team, honestly, they weren't as good skill-wise, but I thought they were far tougher yeah. than last year's Marblehead team. And that showed, I mean, they ran into a Falmouth team in the Super Bowl that just mauled them a bit. Croaked them. Yeah. And, um, you know, two years ago, it was 7 nothing going into the fourth yeah. quarter. The so, fisherman I mean, was, was still in the Gloucester game. Gloucester had the ball with a chance to tie about four times. They could just but never move it. Move they the could move the ball. But then the score ended up being, what, 28 to 7? 27 nothing. it was. 20, and that was not a 20. They, and, and you know what? The score was not indicative well, of the way the, the game was yeah, played. I mean, talking to Coach Sorelli after that game, he said, you know, there were two instances at the end. Marblehead went up 14 to nothing. Yeah. And, you know, Gloucester kind of sold out on defense. Basically, dared Marblehead to pass it. They had it was to, late yeah. in the game. And yeah. Marblehead, you know, said, all right, you're going to make us pass. We're going to pass. And they got two touchdowns out of it. But, yeah. you know, Gloucester did what it had to do. They had to go for it deep in their own territory. Mm-hmm. Then they had to sell out on a couple third downs. Mm-hmm. Somerville's coming here Friday night. Is it the first time ever these two teams have yeah, met? In, ever. Ever. I mean, yep. I mean, even way, way back, even the black and white days, they never played each other? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Because with the wind, the way it's going to be blowing Friday night. I think they're in yeah, for a rude awakening. I'm, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, 
I'd like to see them come into the old Newell Stadium as their first time coming down to Gloucester. But yeah. as, as Marblehead coach Jim Rudloff put it, uh, you don't have the feeling like you're going to get mugged behind the bleachers at you know Newell Balance <laughs> Stadium than you did at the old Newell. So you know it's a diff- bit of a different feel, a different mm. home field field advantage. But uh, yeah, I do like the fact that they're coming here because Gloucester usually plays so much better at home. Oh, the the it's like night and day for them. Yeah. They were great. Home team, the Gloucester Fishermen are. They always have been. Yep. Even some of the Alina years, mm-hmm. they've always been a pretty good home team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the week after that, they got Lynn Classical, another. Yeah, Lynn Classical was ranked in the in the Globe Top 25 this week, which I was shocked to see. Or the Herald, one of the Globe of the Herald. Well, who they beat? Medford and Malden. They didn't beat anybody good, but, they, I mean, they beat them by 35 points, both of them. I think I want to say it was like 40 to 7, 35 yeah. nothing with their two scores. Um, they're another team that's in a higher division, too. Okay, yeah, the higher playoff division, because I don't see yeah. either Lynn team. Nope, they're both in Division 3. 3? I want to say, Okay, yeah. all right. I think that's a shame. I think that the, the Lynn team should be in the playoffs uh, with uh, with Gloucester yeah. and Mountain and A couple of more they Northeast go, Conference uh, teams will be nice in there. They go by straight enrollment now. Straight and enrollment now. A few, a few exceptions, a few obviously, because ex- yeah. Revere's in Gloucester's yeah. division. But you know, for the most part, straight enrollment. Okay. Could be a fun fall around here with these two teams, Nick. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's certainly going to be an exciting first seven weeks. Yep. That's for sure, because I think there's still a lot to prove and a lot to be mm. ironed out you know, As, across the state. As a whole, yeah, it all looks like good football. Yeah, it really and does. I, and I, I still don't have a beat on who the, the <laughs> no. best teams in the area are. I mean, I, I you know I talked to the guys over at Salem News. You know, Danvers is also two and zero. They say Danvers is not anything special this season. They're I, playing Saturday. Yeah, and they'll win again Saturday. They have a very easy yeah. schedule to open. But we'll find out when they go into the conference where mm-hmm. you know Beverly, Danvers, and. Um, and Marblehead all have to play each other. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's been one of those three the mm-hmm. last, you know, five to seven years. So mm-hmm. I, I don't expect much to be different this year. But yeah. the weird thing is it looks like Lynn English could be one of, if not the best team in the conference, and they're in the smallest tier. Well, when I saw that they beat um, – who they beat, Lynn English? Beverly that, and Somerville. They beat Somerville. When I saw English beat Somerville, uh, Beverly – I was surprised at I that was too. I thought Beverly was going to. I thought Beverly would destroy would them, go over them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they seem to be bad. They have a, a junior quarterback who's been starting as a freshman, so mm-hmm. I'm sure he took a few lumps as a freshman and sophomore. Yeah. And now he's you know got he's experience. Probably, he's probably settled into the this job. This is also yeah. the third year of the head, the coach's third season. Coach's third season. So maybe he's been building it up. Uh, Chris Carroll, he's a young. I think he's in his late twenties. So well, yeah. you know, young so, head coach. Yeah. yeah. So That's I mean, good. It, it's good to see them back too, because I mean, Lynn English mm-hmm. was always such a mm-hmm. tough test for. Gloucester for a long yeah, time. They were always a formidable team. So, and they've hit some tough times. Yeah. But I, I like seeing them. But, I mean, when they're good, mm-hmm. you know, football in the area is better for it. There once was a time when it was the old Northeast Conference yeah. where Gloucester played Lynn English and Lynn Classical all the yeah. time, back to back weeks. Back weeks. When I was in high school, when I was a senior, we had to go to Manning Bowl two weeks in a row, and then and then we play Salem the week after, and we would be so beat up and running on fumes. Yeah. They weren't half as good, but it'd be much closer than it should yeah, have been yeah, exactly. every time. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a game this weekend. I don't know if you saw it or not. It was in the Globe. Um, was it the Lowell? Lowell game? and Cambridge Ridge and Latin. Yeah, was it 62, 62 to, 61. to 61? Yeah, Lowell. What a game Lowell that was. Lowell's been in a few of those games. <laughs> <laughs> they like to and add the, the ball. The Globe had a huge article about mm-hmm. it. It was like one of the greatest games they've ever saw. 
But it's too bad we don't play games like that around here. We yeah. don't see that many points. I've seen one before. This is a while ago. Manchester-Essex. Um, it's the highest scoring game in the North Shore still. It was when you know Manchester-Essex had those really high-powered offenses. They beat North Shore Tech 63-48 uh, to 47. 63-47. Yeah. Something and that, like that game, that Lowell game Saturday, the Globes had ended on the last second field goal, which you never see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the kid who kicked it, he was quoted in the Globes. He said, I was so nervous. He said, it wasn't funny. He, he had missed five extra points that game. Yeah. He made three, uh-huh. but he was three for eight, Yeah, which isn't that good. Mm, no. But th- then he comes in with five seconds on the clock, and he's going to kick yeah, a game-winning a, field goal, and he, he did it. Got it when it counts. It's, it's all that matters. Yeah, I know. But that, that must have been a great game to watch. Um They end the season at home against Medford. What? No, I yeah, think that's this, another gimme. It's another gimme. Yeah, Medford is not very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's see. Somerville Classic. I think the conference is on the line the next two weeks. We'll okay. see a conference favorite emerge mm. between Gloucester, Somerville, and Lynn Classical. Yeah. And I feel okay. like those. It's going to be one of those three. Uh, who it is yet? We, we we don't know. Well, so the next two weeks, we're looking at some two pretty yeah, good football those are games. The big, those are the probably the two biggest games of the regular season, yeah. conference wise. I still think the Marblehead game is because if they were to beat Marblehead, they'd just be so big psychologically. Well, for them, you know, the Somerville and the Classical game is big in a tier two yeah. conference. The Marblehead game is more important more in, for the the, long run. in the Division Four, yeah, uh, uh, North playoff standings. And, and it's been yeah. a while. I mean, they haven't beaten Marblehead since. Uh, oh, it's been a while. Know, 2008, I think it was. But they didn't play in 2009 and 2010. So, so I, I think if there's one goal for Gloucester is to finish ahead of Marblehead, yeah. if they because if they meet in the playoffs, it gets them down here. Yep. For once. Yeah, it could be the difference. <laughs> it could be the difference. Yep, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Okay, Nick Kukuru. Thank you for your time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Jim Capillo. Thank you for your time. I'm Phil Castro. Until next time, for KPN TV Sports Talk. Thank you, everybody.